Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right. All right. The Utah Jazz look better. It's the Hoops Nerd Post Game Show. Okay, before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone, if you're new here, to like and subscribe to the channel. It helps it grow. And if you're a subscriber, hit the bell so you know when we go live. Where do I point? Right here. That's where I point. All right, let's talk about the Hawks before we talk about the Jazz. Uh, The Hawks are one of my favorite teams. It's funny, when Trey Young first came out, you know, the whole thing with Luka Doncic and the trade, I think everyone was kind of skeptical of Trey and could he be really that good? And he's really lived up to everything uh, that the Hawks wanted. I, you know, would you rather have Luka Doncic or Trey Young? At this point, honestly, you could argue the Hawks have had more success. So who cares? At this point, you just got to appreciate who Trey Young is, and he is just special and impressive. And tonight, he really showed kind of what makes him so good. Uh, the Hawks came into this game, they were missing two of their best players, they were missing Bogdanovich and DeAndre Hunter. And DeAndre Hunter, he's that guy for them that if he can kind of figure things out, he's the guy that could be that number two guy, that Scottie Pippen for them, that could possibly be the thing that gets them over the hump and into the finals for Atlanta. Um, They have so much talent on this team, and we talked about it the last time they played. There's just so many positive, you know, plus players on this team. You guys all know that I love John Collins. John Collins is one of my favorite players. Tonight, he only had seven points. He was three for 11 from the field. Um, Not a great night for him, but... Uh, So maybe they'll trade him to the Jazz. Maybe they don't like him anymore. Come on, Hawks fans. Tell your GM to trade him to the Jazz, okay? Because I would like uh, John Collins on the Utah Jazz. Uh, Let's see. And then obviously Trey Young. Kevin Herter had a monster night tonight, honestly. He was 11 for 18 from the field. 6 of 9 from 3. Nice. And that was for 28 points. He was just lights out from the three-point line. He was amazing. Clint Capella... Uh, he's one of those guys that I think has had a bit of an off year for them. I'm kind of trying to figure out what is up with the Hawks this year and why they're not quite as good as they were last year. I think it's almost one of those things where they got so many cooks in the kitchen. They've got to figure out how to make everything work. You had Cam Reddish who's shown moments in the playoffs and after the fact, and you've got, uh, Deandre Hunter, who's trying to figure things out now, although he's not playing tonight, obviously, but. So lots of talent on this team. They still got to figure out how to make those pieces cohesive. They haven't figured it out yet. I think they will. Uh, Trey Young's one of those players that I think is being affected a tiny bit by the rule changes. Tonight, two free throw attempts for Trey Young. You know, and he used to just kind of thrive off of manufacturing fouls and getting to the line. And so he's going to have to adjust his game. Uh, But tonight he 100% did. And that's what's impressive about Trey Young is he's finding ways to be just the same impactful star that he is. 27 points tonight, 5 for 11 from 3. And those were like tough threes. Step back uh, threes over defenders. Impressive stuff from Trey Young. Uh, You know, I actually kind of chalked this one up a little bit. I mean, the Jazz played really well. 
but they didn't have to deal with DeAndre Hunter, who's really good. And so I, if I'm a, if I'm a Hawks fan, I'm not too bummed about tonight because you're missing two key guys. Uh, so Hunter and Bogdanovich don't play and they're really good. So, uh, not a lot else to say about the Hawks. You know, Trey Young is great. Capella, when he's playing at full steam, uh, is really, really good. They're a fun team to watch, and I love Trey Young's attitude. I, that New York Knicks-Hawks series is one of the most fun series we've seen in a while. So I'm a big Trey Young fan, big Hawks fan. They're fun to watch. Uh, nothing else to say. All right, let's talk about the Utah Jazz. A lot to be happy about, honestly. Tonight was one of those nights, and obviously... What we do on this channel is we overreact a lot, you know, but what we're going to do is be happy because there were some things to be really happy about. There's a few things to be a little concerned about, uh, things we've already been talking about, but there's things to be happy about. Tonight, Jazz fans, you saw another nice night from Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson shoots 44% from three tonight, and it's no coincidence the Jazz offense looked great, you know? It's really hard the last two games where Clarkson's shot wasn't falling. It's hard to win when you're one of the guys taking a ton of shots for you is going like one for seven from three and like one for 11 from the field. So Jordan Clarkson tonight has a nice bounce back night, six for 12 from the field, four for nine from three. He played some nice defense. He had like that one steal. Uh, they should have marked him down for a steal. It, uh, I don't know why he doesn't get credit because he earned it. Uh, one assist, that one nice assist to um, Hassan Whiteside, which was which was pretty. But the three rebounds, 16 points, plus 14 for Clarkson. That's what the Jazz need. They need Clarkson to be efficient. When he's efficient, this Jazz team is incredible offensively. Just fantastic. It just, you know, how do you beat the Jazz? How do you stop the Jazz offense when Jordan Clarkson is shooting like this, uh, making these shots? And the things I love the most, too, is with Clarkson is when he's getting in the lane. Tonight... Like we said, 50% from the field. So he had a 50-44, uh, and he didn't take a free throw. So 50-40-90 night or whatever for Jordan Clarkson. Really nice. When he's doing that, the Jazz have an incredible offense. Now, defensively, question marks still. They just are. But um, there are some things that I'm actually pretty excited about defensively that we're going to talk about. But I wanted to give JC his flowers, all right? Because he was awesome tonight. Uh, Jordan Besserell, the GOAT Jordan Besserell, Becquerel, Besserell. Jazz need to make hay with this long homestand. Yes, they do. Uh, Jace, Ga Jace Garner, glad our threes finally started falling. Yes, it wasn't a surprise uh, because, yeah, Steve Lorscher, solid EF. Uh, Jorge Arizaga, hey, Jorge's here. Totally right, James. We got to support our guys. Still, gay will make us better. Yes, that actually is something I'm, ex I'm really excited to see. Uh, in let's see, Jordan Besserold. Ingles still looks tired and, s and slow. He can't be around after the trade deadline. Uh, I, yes, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. And you are exactly right, Jordan. Although in terms of trade deadline, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Steve Lorscher, nice job by the whole bench. Got the points they needed. Yes. Jace Garner, first game we've shot above 40% from three this season so far, I believe. That is, let's see, let's see if he's right. Oh, 39.5. But you know what? You get credit. That's correct. We'll round up, Jace. We'll round up. You were correct. Jace is right. Jace is right. Spirit of the law, right? Okay, so the nice thing we saw is that jo uh, Jordan Clarkson comes back because, guys, his three-point percentage 
was putrid. I wrote the game thread for SLC Dunk. By the way, if you're a SLC Dunk podcast listener, please rate and review. Uh, I would appreciate it. Uh, but anyways, shooting like before tonight, 21% from three. And if you took out the game, the last game against the Hawks, it was like 19%. So the Jazz need Jordan Clarkson to have more nights like tonight, 100%. Because if they have nights like tonight, then they are, you know, incredible, incredible. Uh, and so that's just big time. But you know who I wanted to talk about tonight? And we'll talk about some of the cons. But this is one of the best games I've ever seen Donovan Mitchell play. Donovan Mitchell was amazing tonight. Amazing. If you're not a league pass person, if you don't have DVR, this game is worth the whatever it is, three to seven bucks or whatever it costs to buy a game so you can go watch it. This is one of them because Donovan Mitchell did everything right tonight. It was, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get emotional. I'm, I'm going to get verklempt over this because he was doing the things that we've always dreamed of that can get him to that next step as a playmaker. He was unbelievable. And what I'm talking about is what happened during this game is multiple times the Hawks were double teaming Donovan. And in the past, that's worked. That's been a strategy that has kind of worked against Donovan Mitchell before, you know, because Donovan is so like, you know, he knows he's the one of the fastest guys on the floor. He knows he can blow by anybody. So when he gets two guys on him or he gets like a Ben Simmons or like a high level defender on him, he wants to beat them. Gary Harris on Denver. And, you know, Torrey Craig, uh, when they were playing Denver in the playoffs, he just wants to show that he's the best guy on the floor. And by the way, he was. Oh, my gosh. He was the best player on the floor tonight. No question. Oh, my goodness. But what was so exciting about tonight is he wasn't just trying to split the double team or, like, blow by around them or, you know, just take a, a long pull-up three over top. He was finding the open man. Like, go watch the game multiple times. He found the open man, and it created open shots within the offense. Because what happens is if they double-team you and you find the right guy, especially when Donovan Mitchell is near half-court like that, that is a lot of open court that the the other three defenders have to defend. I mean, basically, at that point, you're at a mini-transition four-on-three. And if Donovan Mitchell's making the right read, that means someone's open, you know, or if you at least make the correct pass, you can bend the defense to find open shots. And boy, did he do that. And it was impressive. Uh, let's just take a glance at the stat line. I don't even care because he was incredible. But 27 points for Donovan Mitchell, five assists, three steals tonight. Three steals! That two steal. Uh, you know what? Let's look at it. Let's look and see. I The one nice thing about NBA.com is I believe they update live. I'm not completely sure. But right now, Donovan Mitchell, this season, 1.5 steals per game. It doesn't look like it's updated. He might get up to two. Right now, he's at a career-high steals per game. I'm rooting for that to get up to, like, two because that's going to be amazing. Anyways, Donovan Mitchell, I can't say enough about how impressive he was tonight and the things he was doing, his his ability to find the open man, uh, get the right shot, and then also just the shot-making. He was 11 for 20 from the field, 5 for 11 from 3. So that's 55-45. And he didn't actually take a free throw tonight. That's, a, that's actually interesting. Uh, but three rebounds, five assists, and, and one stolen heart from me. He was incredible tonight, guys. He deserves all the credit. All the credit for the nice win tonight. Because he just... The, 
he it was just smooth it was chris paul esque stuff it was just everything you could want i honestly cannot <laughs> i mean i'm gushing i'm gushing it was amazing uh rudy gobert looks solid tonight nine points 14 rebounds i think the foul trouble that's one of the things that i'll never understand with quinn is pulling rudy gobert with three fouls i mean because here's the thing uh rudy gobert ends the game 24 minutes <laughs> So you just kind of ensured that he doesn't play. I, I just don't agree with Quinn on the pulling people with three fouls. It never makes sense to me because here's the thing. Here, and we'll just talk about this for just a second. But with foul trouble, the reason you pull people when they have three fouls is to try to save them, right? To make sure that they can like come in and then play it 100% and not play tentative and things like that and be on the floor as long as possible. Well, when you pull people off the floor, you ensure that they're not going to play enough minutes. You, instead of like letting the player try to figure it out, you basically just ensure that they're not going to get, not going to impact the game. You know what I mean? So you're pulling the player off the floor to protect them so that they don't, you know, have a lesser impact because of, of foul trouble. But by pulling them, you ensured that. Now, Furby Jr., let's see, did someone say Jordan Besserill, Whiteside played the same minutes as Rudy? Yes, and that's a good point. That is the that is the luxury the Jazz have this year is uh, Hassan Whiteside, who, by the way, I'm, I love Hassan Whiteside so much. Yeah, everyone in the comments, let me know how much you love Hassan Whiteside because I love that guy. Freaking love that guy. What a pickup. That's the luxury is that Rudy Gobert can go into foul trouble and you can bring in Hassan Whiteside, and there hasn't really been a drop-off. He's been fantastic. Honestly, so impressive, Hassan Whiteside. He has been so great. And so that's the nice thing. Last year, this used to drive me more crazy because you'd pull him off and then Derek Favors, who was just... You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hampered by injury, it seemed like all, all season long would just get torched, you know? So this year you have Rudy Gobert sit with foul trouble, which, you know, still bugs me, still should not do it, but you bring in Whiteside and it's great. So it's, it's fantastic. I just, it's great. I, by the way, let's just give a little bit of flowers to Hassan Whiteside tonight. Three for four from the field, eight points, eight rebounds. And he just brings like nasty, you know, he's staring down guys. He's physical. He doesn't he doesn't mind kicking a loose ball so that bugs some other player get under their skin. I love it. I love that guy. He is in scrums. He is not afraid of anyone. He's bigger than everyone. 
I, I love Hassan Whiteside. It's been fantastic. And plus, he's got, like, this awesome personality. He's, like, fun to root for. He's, like, you know, I, like, it's hard not to love the great side sideline celebration guys. You know? They're just the best. And Hassan is great. He's been fantastic. I really hope he's on the Jazz next year as well because he's been great. He is so great. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, again, has... Uh, another consistent night. I got to give credit. Um, I No one's been more critical of him than me, but this is like three nights in a row where Boyan's been just very solid. Uh, two point was just 38% tonight, but he was 40% from three. He was perfect from the line, six for six with an assist, a rebound. And he's just been playing solid defense too. He at times looked like a real liability, but that's turned around. The guy is playing really well these last three games from boyan are awesome he has shut the hoops nerd up all right he absolutely has uh let's see okay let's talk about something that's a little troubling to me uh besides the fact that jared butler got sent to the stars only to get pulled back that was weird uh but joe ingles in 21 minutes again and we've talked about this and it's one for three from the field, 0 for one from three, so that he scored two points for the Jazz. Tonight, one assist for Joe. Uh, the thing about that one assist is one thing I'm noticing with Joe, and watch him play right now, and I personally am worried that he's just out of shape, you know, or tired from Olympics, whatever you want to call it. He looks a little like he's filling that uniform up a lot. But anyways... Uh, what's making me nervous is when he's running the pick and roll. So, you know, Rudy sets the screen or Hassan sets the screen and they start rolling to the rim. He's just kind of handing it off right at the beginning of the pick and roll. You know, like he's making that pocket pass way early and he's doing it every single time. And so Rudy's getting the ball at like the free throw line or Hassan Whiteside happened to him too. And multiple times it didn't work. They're getting the ball at like the free throw line and being expected to like maneuver through like multiple bigs because the guy guarding Joe Ingles just drops back. And so Hassan and Rudy are having to like go against a double team. You know, normally we're used to Joe Ingles going to the rim and he does his like patented fake and he either passes it to the guy or lays it up. He's not driving to the rim. And he hasn't been doing it for like a couple weeks. So I don't know what's the deal. Is he out of shape? Is he injured? Is he old and washed? I don't know. I don't know. But it's something to watch right now, and it's not really going well. You know, like the thing that's nice for Joe and that keeps him uh, effective is he is a very good shooter. So him being in the corner is still very effective. It just is. He's shooting... Like, for this season, he's still, like, at a 45% clip, give or take. And so, you know, that's still very valuable. But I think that we need to start being careful about having the ball in, in Joe Ingles' hands and running multiple pick-and-rolls because he's just not running them well. You know, it's not going well. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. It's going bad. So that needs to stop. So he needs to either be kind of doing corner three shooting and then running off when the guy comes at him and and finding the right pass or whatever. But otherwise, running the pick and roll right now is not working. It's just going very badly. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? Uh, 
I, I don't know if we mentioned uh, Eric Pascal is amazing too, by the way, guys, that guy, that was like a secretly really good pickup for the jazz tonight. Eric Pascal, seven points, five rebounds. He actually was one for two from three, three. That's nice to see, but three for four from the field from two. I love when he drives to the hoop and his athleticism is impressive because he's a big dude. That guy is like, I don't know. I'm excited about what we're seeing from him. And I tell you what, uh, when Rudy Gay comes back, there's a little bit of me that wonders is, you know, who's going to lose the minutes. And I think Joe Ingles is going to lose some of those minutes. You know, I really, you know, I savored tonight the, the 56 seconds that Jared Butler was on the floor. And I think that, I mean, we've talked about this. Like, can you develop Jared Butler to the point where he could possibly be that playmaker off the bench? I, you know, in my perfect world, yes. I don't know. I don't know if Quinn believes in him. You know, who does Quinn believe in? I don't know. But uh, obviously, that's not happening right now. So uh, at some point, Rudy Gay's coming back. And my guess is Quinn's going to give him a lot of minutes. But I really hope we don't lose out on Eric Pascal minutes and have a lot of Joe Ingles uh, doing what he did tonight. 21 minutes, two points, a minus one in a game the Jazz won by uh, 12. So not great. Not great, Bob. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. DNT. Uh, don't do not foul the jump shooter. Love Joe. He needs to play 15 minutes a game. Yeah, I think that's the max. I agree. If at all, uh, Ezekiel Ricebe. Honestly, they need to rest Joe or something. Get him a Peloton. Uh, let's see. Conley career high field goal percentage and three point field goal percentage so far. What a trooper. Yes. We should always make sure we talk about Mike Conley because he is fantastic. Uh, just a quick look at his line. Four for nine, two for six, six assists, 12 points. Just solid Mike Conley night. And really the goal with Mike Conley is just keep him healthy. Uh, nice game from Pascal. Yes. Amen. DNTF. Yep. Anyone better than Simmons right now? Let's see. Royce is playing the best of his career this year. Jordan. Uh, yeah. Oh, we forgot to talk about Royce. Okay. Thank you, guys. This is why you guys are the best. You guys are smarter than me. That's why Jordan's the GOAT. Jordan, best role. Uh, Royce O'Neal is having a career year. Royce O'Neal is having a career year. All right. I don't have the numbers exactly. I wrote about this in the game thread. Uh, Royce O'Neal shot like 58% from the field from on two pointers last year. And it was a career high. Royce had a great year last year. He had a career high. Actually, it looks like they might have updated the stats. Let's see. Did they? Did they? Did they? We'll see. I don't think they did. On two-point shot. Oh, no. I can't see here. So two-point shots last year, uh, Royce O'Neal shot 58.6% uh, before tonight. You know what Royce O'Neal is shooting on two-point shots right now before this game? 75%. And tonight, Royce O'Neal was four for seven from, from the field. He was one for four from three. So that means he missed three shots. That means he was four for four on two-point shots because the three shots he missed were three-point shots. So that 75% on two-point shots just went up, probably to like 80%. He is a monster in transition, a monster. 
And when he is getting to the rim, he is making that shot. That I, I mean, that's my favorite thing. Royce O'Neal might be my favorite player on the Jazz right now. You know when he gets that, that layup and he just is the hand? I mean, I love it. I love it. But he's making it at an incredible rate. And it's not just transition. You watch him on, on half-court offensive sets, and he is driving to the hoop with power and finishing strong. I mean, this is a guy that took a step. This is absolutely a leap for him. He's one of the best role players in the league right now. You know, and the three-point shot is getting better. Uh, tonight, one for four, but he was like three for four last game. He is absolutely taking a leap. You want to know another interesting stat from Royce O'Neal? And this is just off the top of my head, the hoops nerd. But last season, Royce O'Neal, career high in steals. Do you know how much it was? You can go to Basketball Reference and look if you're fast. 0.8 steals per game before tonight. Or, well, last season. That was what he was doing last season. Steals per game. Royce O'Neal. You know how many he was averaging coming into tonight? And most of his things was like 0.7, one year, 0.8, 0.7, 0.6, 0.8, whatever. That was what his steals per game. You know what he was doing coming into tonight? Two steals per game. He more than doubled his steals production so far this season. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And part of what I think has happened with Royce O'Neal this year is the confidence is just through the roof. I mean, honestly, I think what happened in that playoff series last year, he, I, if you go watch one of the, I can't remember which one it was, uh, he had that moment where he hesitated with the ball, you know, hesitated on a jump shot, hesitated on driving to the rim, and he had to come to Jesus moment. And guess what? Jesus saves. And Don, and Royce O'Neal is a new player now. He is fantastic. And so guess what? When he has the ball, he is not playing indecisively. He knows what to do. And he is driving to the rim. He is, when he gets that, The what I love, honestly, what I really love, and I don't even care what a three-point percentage is right now. When he gets the open three, he just takes it. There is no question. He just pulls up, fires. It's amazing. It's amazing. And the same goes on drives. The same goes in transi transition. I love it. He's one of the best transition players in the league right now, honestly. And just in terms of role players, who's better in their starting units? In terms of a guy that plays, you know, and the thing that I love is he just moves the ball. I mean, he is just, I, I love Royce O'Neal. I can't get over how much uh, Royce O'Neal is playing so good. He is playing so good. <laughs> Every team needs a Royce O'Neal who wants to go far in the playoffs and in the regular season. So, I don't know. Royce O'Neal deserves all the credit. He deserves all the love. He has been amazing. If he can keep this up, he is like all defensive team. He is, you know, one of the core pieces of this team that makes it go far. I mean, he's one of those guys, like the way he's playing right now makes you confident to make some sort of trade at trade deadline for someone else who's like falling off, you know? I, I love it. I couldn't be more happy. I do think that the Jazz need to look at having another wing defender next to Royce because you don't want to wear Royce out. Uh, I think the wing defense is something to definitely watch. I mean, a, tonight's a great example. Kevin Herter goes off like crazy. Uh, 28 points, 6 for 9 from 3, 11 for 18 from the field. You've got to have someone else that can, can lock on to those guys, not just Royce, you know? That's why... And you should go to slcdunk.com SLC and look at that trade article. There's some options. I, that's why I think someone like Marcus Smart 
might be someone you look at trying to go get or someone like that. Someone who can lock on to like the perimeter and be a great perimeter defender. That would be something I would be excited about. Anyways, really nice night from the Jazz. Nice to see them uh, really bounce back and show and, and just really play well. So nice night from the Jazz. All right, let's give a shout out to our All-Stars. These are the guys that make the team, that help the team get to the playoffs and beyond. Let's give a shout out to Jordan Bessrell, the GOAT, Ryan Perry, the legend, Baby Elliot Matson and uh, Joshua Hansen, the Danish destroyer, and one Anton Warren, Ezekiel Ricebe, the man from down, down under, JT Buckets Wardell, Austin R. Grant, editor extraordinaire, Eric C., the C stands for champion, Donald Schooley, schooling all of us, DW to CB, Darren Williams to Carlos Boozer, Jorge Arrizaga, mi amigo de abajo, Lee Christensen, driving the lane, Justin Time, Justin Ty H., Patrick Akubo, the connoisseur, Robert Hall of Fame, and DW Jazz going all the way. Guys, if you haven't already, like and subscribe to the channel. If you're on the SLC Dunk podcast, make sure that you rate and review. I would appreciate it. Tell your friends about it. If you haven't already joined the channel to support it, I would appreciate it. It makes me very happy and it helps me do this show. And if you have and you can't do that, that's also fine. Just make sure that you like and subscribe and share it with somebody who might be interested. You know, you might have a friend who want who wants to become a hoops nerd. So let them